This is your preparation station, encouraging hosts and empowering topics to equip you along the journey. Preparedness grounded in truth. Now on with the show. The 21st Century Homekeeper is on the air. The 21st Century Homekeeper is about old-fashioned skills and old-fashioned living. Sit back, gather up the family, and listen in for useful tips and information on homesteading, homemaking, and all kinds of old-fashioned living skills. Well, welcome to the 21st Century Homekeeper, where we bring old-fashioned skills into the 21st century. I'm Sylvia Britton, your hostess, and I'm so glad you've joined me. This is my third show about Christmas, and this week I'm going to talk to you about specifically about things that you can make for Christmas to give as gifts or just to make it for yourself for Christmas. You know, Christmas is a special time of year. Christians all over the world are celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. And it's even been taken up by non-Christians as a time of peace and goodwill. But the, the peace of God is like that. It spreads from wherever it is to those who need that peace. And even non-Christians know that Christmas is a special time of year. It's natural to come together and celebrate what God has done for his people. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to do like Charles Dickens said, I will honor Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all the year. And I'm going to be giving you some quotes all throughout my program uh, about Christmas. Hopefully, the idea is that it will encourage you this Christmas to have a really wonderful time with your family. I hope you'll come and visit me while we're not on the radio over at christianhomekeeper.org and also over at Facebook. It's facebook.com slash christianhomekeeper. Or if you're a woman and you want to join the Christian Homekeeper discussion group, you can go to facebook.com slash groups slash christianhomekeeper. Well, the first thing I'd like to share with you um, are some ideas about planning. Um, You've got a little bit of planning to do left until the holidays happen. Um, I hope you've been using your calendar. I hope that you've been putting your family first. And I hope that you've planned for things like family fun days or a day of decorating, a baking day, that kind of thing. I hope that you have done all of that kind of planning and you've worked your way up to the holiday. Um, I'd like to share a a little devotional with you. It's called Prepare a Place. It was in the old Christian Homekeeper Christmas Planner. But it's a short one and it's a good one. And I hope it will be encouraging to you. Isaiah 43 says, a voice cries, in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Christmas time is so busy. Most of us wouldn't have it any other way. Some of us would like to slow it down so that we can enjoy the season a little longer. It's so easy to lose sight of what Christmas is about. And the thing is, we lose sight of it while we're doing the wonderful, fun, and noble things that we do at Christmas. What the prophet Isaiah said all those thousands of years ago is good advice for our hearts today. Prepare the way. 
Make a place in your busy schedule for the Lord. Slow down. Stop yourself today. Calm your mind a moment so that you can purposefully thank God for the gift of salvation through Jesus. Thank the Lord for the blessings of this season and thank Him for giving you this splendid reason to celebrate. Christmas really is all about Jesus. All the trappings of Christmas are so much fun and they do add to our celebration, but have you left Christ out of Christmas? Most of the time, Christians do think about Jesus at Christmas every now and then. This year, when you see a Christmas cantata or look at a nativity or enjoy some carolers, focus your attention on him. Praise him. Love him. Worship him for who he is. And thank him for this special time of year when we celebrate his birth and the gift of salvation. When our hearts are tender toward the things of the Lord, we tend to see him move and we experience his presence in ordinary events. So make a point of asking God to make your heart tender to his presence this Christmas. Ask for eyes to see where people are hurting this season and then do something about that hurt. When our hearts break with the things that break the heart of God, we're closer to him than ever in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. I hope you can do that. We're going to take a short break, and then we'll be back with some more Christmas stuff. Do you have your free digital subscription to Prepare Magazine yet? If not, then hurry over to preparemag.com and start getting each monthly issue sent directly to your inbox. It's easy. All you have to do is go to preparemag.com, enter your name and email address, and you're subscribed. Consider signing up for the premium membership for past issues and exclusive resources. You can even subscribe to the beautiful print version of Prepare Magazine. Visit preparemag.com and choose the option that's most valuable to you. Prepare Magazine. Encouraging, empowering, and enriching your journey. At millersgrainhouse.com, you'll find both electric and off-grid appliances and encouragement to build your preparation kitchen. Miller's Grainhouse is dedicated to helping you save money while you prep. Connect with Miller's Grainhouse on Facebook and check out our videos. Remember, millersgrainhouse.com to save on all your preparedness kitchen needs. Are you looking to have ducks, geese, chickens? Boy, do we have something to share with you. Stop by ranch coop Com. These folks build some of the most beautiful handcrafted coops for small areas as well as the farm. They are so easy to put together. It took us less than an hour and they're shipped right to your door. Stop by ranch-coop.com. Wonderful people to deal with. Beautiful coops that you can use for backyard and homestead fowl. Ranch-coop.com. National Geographic traveled all the way to Boone, North Carolina to select Turtle Island Preserve, a nonprofit outdoor discovery center and Appalachian Heritage Farm as one of the 100 most enriching destinations in North America. For over 26 years, families have gained enrichment while discovering nature and more importantly, themselves. In a world where digital screens and push buttons have replaced actual contact with nature, Turtle Island's beautiful campus and knowledgeable staff reconnect its guests to their natural roots. While camping out, visitors learn vast amounts in our non-electric, wood-fired community. Hundreds of hands-on classes are offered, such as beekeeping, woodworking, 
primitive skills and more, covering the gamut of early traditional living. A program for fathers and sons kicks off the summer season, followed by a five-day workshop for adults with renowned naturalist and director Eustace Conway. Turtle Island is a great destination for scouts, school field trips, homeschool, and special interest groups. Please visit our website and then visit our paradise, turtleislandpreserve.org, or call 828-265-2267. Here's how you can save $10 on the mill of your choice. Go to millersgrainhouse.com forward slash store and use the promo code radio at checkout. That's R-A-D-I-O at checkout. Or you can call 828-536-4988 during weekday business hours and get the same savings by phone. Either way, your order is shipped to your door without shipping charges. Remember, you can go to millersgrainhouse.com forward slash store or call 828-536-4988 and use the promo code RADIO. This is your preparation station. Now on with the show. Welcome back to the 21st Century Homekeeper. This is Sylvia Britton. I have got a recipe here for you for applesauce cinnamon ornaments. Everybody... Once this recipe, everybody calls me, uh, my friends call me, they want this recipe on the website. I get a lot of, uh, I get a lot of requests for this recipe, but it's super, super easy. And these little ornaments will last for years if you take care of them. You can refresh their fragrance with a drop of cinnamon fragrance oil, um, but they'll last for a long time. I think the ones, that, uh, the last time I made these, and the ones that I have are, I think they're five years old this year, and they look great. They look brand new. So here's what you'll need. You need a cup of cinnamon, a tablespoon of ground cloves, a tablespoon of nutmeg, a tablespoon of allspice, a tablespoon of ginger, and three-fourths cup of applesauce. And the there's a lot of cinnamon in this, obviously. I buy my cinnamon in bulk, and it's a whole lot cheaper than trying to buy it at the grocery store. Um, if you've got an Amish or Mennonite bulk store or some other type of bulk store, or sometimes you can go online and buy it in bulk, I would suggest you do that. In a medium bowl, combine the cinnamon, cloves, allspice, ginger, and nutmeg, and then add the applesauce and stir it to combine. And then you're going to work the mixture with your hands two or three minutes. Now, if you don't want the cinnamon and stuff up your fingernails and making your hands look really gross for a little while, um, you can put rubber gloves on, you know, plastic gloves, craft gloves, whatever. But you're going to rub it, you're going to like knead it for two or three minutes until the dough becomes very smooth and everything's mixed. Now you definitely want to cover your counter before you put the cinnamon dough on it because it, it really does make a big mess. And then you're going to sprinkle a little cinnamon on your countertop or on the cover and uh, dust it. And then you're going to roll out the dough to a quarter inch thickness. Next, you're going to cut the dough with cookie cutters. And I used little bitty, 
like two and a half inch tall cookie cutter. They use gingerbread men and Christmas trees and things like that. The dough is is pretty forgiving. It's it doesn't fall apart easily, especially if you don't roll it too thinly. Um, so you shouldn't have any trouble with it. But once you get your ornaments cut out, you need to use a straw or a pencil to make a small hole in the top of the ornament while it's wet so that you can use that later to tie a ribbon through. Put them on an ungreased cookie sheet. Now, I believe I covered my cookie sheets with parchment before I baked them because my cookie sheets were old and grody looking. And so I covered them and made the small hole in the top and uh, uh, baked them at 150 degrees for an hour. Then I removed them from the cookie sheet um, and put them on the oven rack. Now, at this time, at this point, they're, they're firm. But you want them to dry out completely. So you take them off the cookie sheet and gently lay them directly on the oven rack and let them finish baking another hour at 150 degrees. Now, um, some people don't even use the oven. Some people put them in a dehydrator because that's really all you're doing is dehydrating them. You're not cooking them. You're just dehydrating the moisture out of them. And the only reason that you uh, use the applesauce is uh, to bind all the spices and everything together like a carrier. So that's what you do. And then uh, these are really inexpensive uh, to make if you buy your if you buy your um, spices in bulk, someplace like the Amish bulk stores and, and what have you. Okay, I've got two more recipes. Now, this recipe you might not think of as being a uh, a gift, you know. But if if you know someone who suffers with migraines, believe me, it's a gift. Now, this doesn't work for everyone. I have one friend uh, that I had high hopes that this was going to work for her, but it did not. But it does work for me. And I do have diagnosed migraines. So the doctor says, you have migraine. And this stuff really does knock out the headache if I take it early enough. So just as soon as I think I'm going to have a migraine, I take this stuff and then it goes away. And sometimes I, I have had to take it three times before it actually went away. So here's what's in it. You'll need uh, some kind of solvent. Now, you can use vegetable glycerin, or you can use 100-proof alcohol or something like vodka. I use vodka. Because when you're taking it, you're only taking drops. You're not taking swigs, okay? And you'll need a quart-sized mason jar, and you'll need enough herbs that fill the jar. You want um, equal amounts of feverfew and lemon balm. And if you don't grow feverfew and lemon lemon balm, you can buy those at Mountain Rose Herbs. And I'm sure there are other places that you can uh, buy them too. I think there's another store called the uh, Bulk Herb Store. They carry them as well. And so what you'll do is you'll pack all your herbs into the mason jar and pour over the uh, alcohol to cover it. 
and then put a lid on it. And I cover it up so that it's dark, dark, in a dark place. And um, then I let it sit for uh, four weeks, sometimes six weeks. If you really, you know, I think you could use it after two weeks. I really do. I think some recipes even say that you can. But I like to, I like to let it sit for as long as possible. So, six weeks. And then you're going to strain it out like through, through cheesecloth. You can get rid of the plant material. And then you want to store this liquid in dark bottles, like amber or dark blue bottles. Or some other kind of container that light can't get to it. Now, if, if you feel the migraine coming on, then you're going to take like a half a teaspoon, a quarter to a half a teaspoon, every 30 minutes until the symptoms subside. Um, this is probably, because it has alcohol in it, most people would probably not want to give it to children. But, you know, we did. And we didn't warp our children so <laughs> you could decide whether or not to give it to your children and you probably would want to give them less but I have this on hand all year and it's a wonderful thing to have if you have migraines alright now let me give you some ideas uh, in the kitchen and these ideas are coming from my old Christmas planner um, my planner is not available right now because I'm rewriting it. Um, I'm making it different for next year. But um, let me give you some really delicious things that you can make this holiday season. And these are so easy. This is a hot chocolate recipe. And my kids call it Zip Bang because it's so fast. It's Zip Bang Hot Chocolate. It has one can of sweetened condensed milk, one half cup of unsweetened cocoa powder, and we use the really dark Dutch chocolate cocoa powder. It's really good. A half a cup of water, a teaspoon of vanilla, and six cups of boiling water. Now, in a heavy-bottomed pan, you want to mix the condensed milk, the cocoa powder, a half a cup of water, and you're going to stir it really well. Then you're going to add six cups of boiling water and your vanilla, and it's ready. <laughs> That's it. And then you can add, you know, marshmallows, peppermint, or whatever, but it's all ready to go. All right, now here's another one that we just started using a few years ago. It was really, really good. Uh, it's called coconut milk hot chocolate. There's one 13 and a half can of unsweetened coconut milk. One ounce of finely chopped or grated chocolate. And we prefer the, um, what, the dark chocolate in this. We really do. We love it. Heat the, heat the coconut milk in a saucepan until it's really hot, but don't boil it. Add the chocolate and stir it until it's completely melted and it's ready. Now, why didn't I add sugar? Well, <laughs> mainly because the chocolate that I use is sweetened. So you do want sweetened dark chocolate, like a, like a dark chocolate candy bar. 
All right, here's the next recipe. This one is called Fast and Easy Beef Stew. You can throw this together, heat it up to boiling, and it's ready. This is great if unexpected company comes. Um, this is also really good to to put together and put in the freezer. And then you pull it out and you just heat it and it's ready to go. It's one tablespoon of oil and a pound of boneless beef sirloin or inexpensive cut, you know, like beef stew meat. So you're going to dredge that meat in some flour. You're going to uh, brown it in the oil. Then you're going to add a can of tomato soup, a can of onion soup, and those cans are the regular cans, like 10 and 3 fourths ounce cans, a tablespoon of Worcestershire sauce, and then a 24-ounce package of frozen vegetables. And then you will heat all of that in your stock pot uh, until it's simmering. And I let it simmer about 10 minutes, and that that's about the time that the meat is tender, and it's ready to serve. And we really like that one. Now, here's another really good one, a really good one. Um, there are a lot of recipes in this thing, uh, in this planner, but these are these are my favorites that I'm giving you right now. This is called um, creamy sweet potato soup. Now, you may have never heard of sweet potato soup, but give it a try because it's really good. It's warming. You two cups of sweet potatoes. You peel them and dice them in about a quarter inch cube, really small. One leek. Wash it well and thinly slice it. And not just the white, but part of the green. And then uh, one 14 and a half ounce can of chicken broth. And you're going to divide that because you're going to use part of it and then use part of it the later in the recipe. Uh, one and a half teaspoons of Dijon mustard, a half a teaspoon of salt, one eighth teaspoon of white pepper, and one eighth teaspoon of nutmeg. So put your sweet potatoes, leeks, and um, all of the broth except for about a cup into a saucepan. Bring it to a boil and um, Simmer it until the potatoes are tender. Once they're tender, you mash it like with a potato masher. Or you can puree it in a blender or use a stick stick blender. Then add the evaporated milk, the mustard, and the other seasonings and blend it till it's very smooth. And you might want to use the rest of that broth if it's too thick. That's what the rest of that broth is. I guess it just depends on the moisture content in the potatoes. But sometimes I, I use it and sometimes I don't need it. It's really good uh, served with maybe some chopped chives or green onions on top and some shaved Parmesan cheese on top. It's very delicious. Now, if you're interested in soup, I suggest you go to www.christianhomekeeper.org and look for cream of soup. I have recipes there for the basic cream of soup and then how you can make it cream of chicken, cream of mushroom, cream of celery, and cream of asparagus soups just by tweaking them a little. I also have recipes there for make-ahead yeast rolls. 
these are old-fashioned yeast straws, but what I do is I show you how to make it uh, to where you can freeze the rolls, and you can uh, pull them out, let them rise, and bake them off uh, the day that you need them. And that way you don't have to spend all day in the kitchen uh, putting together rolls and uh, waiting for them to rise. Uh, I've got a few more a few more things I want to share with you as far as easy recipes and things to make and put together for Christmas. And this is not necessarily uh, just for Christmas, but Christmas time we all get busy and we all need a little uh, a few easy, easy recipes, things that are really good, hearty, that people are going to like, but that we don't have to stand in the kitchen all half a day and getting ready. One of those things is this corn chowder recipe. Uh, this is a really, uh, a very tasty recipe, and you can put um, smoked sausage in this and make it even heartier and very appealing to most of the men in your family. This recipe will serve about six people. You need two large unpeeled red potatoes. You just go ahead and scrub them. Don't peel them, but chop them into little bite-sized pieces. If you're going to use your sausage, you need about a half pound. And you want to cook your sausage in a skillet, mash it up, cook it, and drain it. Then you need a half a cup of red bell pepper diced, a half a cup of chopped celery, a half cup of chopped onion, a teaspoon of butter, two tablespoons of flour, a 14-ounce can of chicken broth, a 12-ounce can of evaporated milk, a 15-ounce can of creamed corn, two tablespoons of chopped chives, that's optional, salt and pepper to taste. And then if you're not using the smoked sausage, or you could use ham, but if you're not using that, you maybe fry a few pieces of bacon and crumble it to put on top of the, the soup. Heat the butter. You're going to need a like a big, heavy saucepan or a, or a soup pan. Add the barrel pepper, the onions, the potatoes, and the celery, and stir it around in that butter until the onions are translucent. Then stir in the flour and heat it until it's all bubbly. Now you're going to add your broth and your evaporated milk and stir it really well. Then you're going to stir in the corn, bring it to a boil, reduce the heat very, very low, and let it cook uncovered for about 10 minutes until the potatoes are tender. At that point, you can stir in the cooked smoked sausage or cubed ham, if you like. Remove it from the heat. It's ready for you to serve it. You can serve it with some chives. You can season it with salt and pepper. And then if you don't use the other meats, you could sprinkle that with bacon. And it's very, very good. And uh, everyone in my family loves that. It, it's kind of easy to put together, too. Even if you're using, um, even if you're using home-cooked foods, it's very easy to put together. Well, that's all for today. Thank you for hanging around and listening to me yak. I appreciate it. And I have a good time just knowing that um, maybe I'm giving you some information you can use. I hope to see you next time on the 21st Century Homekeeper. Come on over to ChristianHomekeeper.org and see me during the week. Until next time, goodbye.
You've been listening to the 21st Century Homekeeper. Tune in again next week for more old-fashioned living information. And be sure to visit me on the Christian Homekeeper blog at www.christianhomekeeper.org. Tune in again soon. This is your preparation station. Speaking hope, not hype, and facts, not fear. Preparedness grounded in truth.